0: It's time for
1: Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience,
0: and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield and John Miracle. episode 144 we had so much fun doing the spoken wheel last week we're gonna do a pretty nice u-turn on that topic and we're gonna talk about more women riding motorcycles a little bit about moto america for 2019 ah oh, john and I, I ran out the intro sorry buddy
1: you ran out the intro jeez thanks man
0: i tried to squeeze it all in but you know do you want me to so restart start it for you Sometimes you miss the mark. No, it's all right. It's good.
1: Okay. How are how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Not bad. Got a little food in my belly. You know, been a busy evening this evening, but you know, it's all good though. Good, good. And 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 what are you drinking, witch?
0: I am drinking well, I'm I'm still in DC. However, I'm drinking from Charlotte, Noda Brewings, jam session. Hold
1: on. In a can? Yeah, buddy. Oh. Did, did you bring that up with you? I
0: did. I brought two of these and two of their Cavu, which is a blonde ale. All right. So if I knock this one back, I go grab one of those.
1: Okay. I thought they'd be gone by now. I had one earlier. This is number two. Well, you've been up there almost all week. For you know, it's only Thursday, you know. You can't go home sick. with it. I
0: got sick on Tuesday. Holy guacamole. What did you eat? It wasn't much, but whatever it was, it did not like me. Well, where'd you go? Uh, sadly I was just eating at the hotel. So
1: Oh, what did you order?
0: It were very helpful to me, we'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> well, you got your you got your digestive system all cleaned out, right? It's like, oh, I got really sick yesterday.
0: It's like, oh, whatever you need, sir. Whatever you need.
1: You know what? Never mind. I just got a little puke
0: in my mouth. Indeed. <laughs> so do you, have, do you have a beverage on your end or, or what? I know you're shoving your face, but...
1: Yeah, I'm shoving my face, so no, I don't have anything. Except water. You want me to wait? You can go
0: get a shot of Jack or something?
1: Uh, I got some I got some Jim over here when I'm done.
0: Okay, a little Jim Is it the
1: fire or right? Yeah, it's the fire. Stand back. Stand back. Yeah, the... Uh, well, the wife... After we got done, she brought me up some dessert, so I'm having some uh, coconut cream pie right now too. All right, will you be sure you say hi to Miss Natalie for us? All right, I will. I will. She just got home here not too long ago. So, anyways, what are we what what are we getting into details tonight, my friend? What are we going to get into? In reverse order, fired at U-turn clip. Wait, before you do that, before you do that. So
0: we don't have a title for tonight's show. We don't. We don't. And what we're no. going to do is let's use the live stream listeners over on Mixler, dot com slash R-Dub Studios. And at the end of the show, we'll just have them give us a good title, we think.
1: That sounds like an awesome plan. We'd love our listeners helping us out. We do. Kenny's in there, Brother Bacon. More
0: streaming in as we get going. So, did you find your button? Was
1: that the All correct right. one there, my friend? That was right. That All was right. right. Job, Sweet.
0: John's working the boards. I'm on the re- remote setup, which is now version 2.0. And I put a little picture of that on Facebook earlier. So nice little Black Friday deal hooked us up.
1: Yeah. All right. What are we going to talk All about? Right. Where, where are we going to go? Where, where are we hit? Where are we hitting?
0: Well, like I said, we had so much fun doing the Spoken Wheel. And I want to thank Roger, Chris, and Sean again. That was a ton of fun. It sounded good. I thought the end product was was about what we were aiming for. And I think we're going to do a lot more of those next year. But that being said, there's a couple of topics I think deserve a little more attention. And the first one was a direct question that Roger asked during the show. and We kind of glossed over it. So I thought we could get into this. It's not motorcycle related, but I think the industry as a whole can learn from it. And what Roger asked is why we stopped going to NASCAR races, right? Being, you know, how how deep we were into not just NASCAR but local track, dirt tracks, modifieds. I mean, I can't even count the number of races I had been to up until. I don't know when did it fall off. Probably shortly after I moved to Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think what really hurt me is a sport overall change. I I mean we had tickets like we said every year to Rockingham. And Rockingham I thought was a was a cool track, you know. It was a a driver's yes. track. Um yes. And, and it's in the sand Sandhills of North Carolina and I know Sean from the show said, you know, it's in no man's land and that's very true. But you couldn't get out there and just put your pedal down and run a fuel run on that track. You did that, your tires were going to be gone.
0: It was a driver's track for sure. You had
1: to manage, really had to manage your
0: tires because, you know, the, the sandhill area that would blow onto the track and the track was abrasive to begin with, but then you add the sand to it. It just was abusive on tires.
1: Yeah. So, so when that closed, that kind of, I think, put us out of my mouth. I don't it, think it started there though. I mean, I want to say the biggest one, the last one that was
0: the biggest dip
1: for you. Uh, kind of, but the bigger one was, I want to say, the Daytona race. That one, that was, I think, the last, the, after Daytona, the only other race I went to was when um, Dave died, my high school buddy, I yeah. went to high school, him and his, fian- our wife came down and went to Charlotte, that was the last race I think I went to. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last one that you and I went to together, NASCAR-wise.
1: It'd been that one because we weren't together, but you went. Um, I don't know. It just got to the point. It got tiring. A lot of money would spend at the track, and the same thing would happen every race.
0: I think the product, yeah. Overall, I think the product just deteriorated. So I don't know exactly the year, but like you said look at look at Earnhardt's probably the best example number 3 Goodwrench forever and then you know it started to get a few other little sponsors but then it really started to crank up to everyone changing sponsors changing teams everyone scraping around for different money you know things like that and i think that just kind of that started it and then you introduced the whole car of tomorrow fiasco where they, you know, they tried to put a wing on the car and a splitter and all this stuff, which I never liked anyway. I just felt, you know what, if you, re- if you want to make them sports cars, make them sports cars. But if they're stock cars, you don't need any of that on them.
1: That is, de- I agree with you. I mean, that's, uh... you know, and,
0: and now the cars have this whole common template thing where they all have the same shape it's a sticker package and i don't know i just i haven't watched it much lately i try to cuz kenny's into it and you know he sucks me in from time to time so i get a little window into it but i just it's just not there
1: yeah and I'm, and like you said i have heard the rules changed um i think they tried to NASCAR has made format changes to try to get at the end of the season to do the playoff thing, which I think is kind of neat to have playoffs, but you know, it's all uh, as I go back to uh, Rockingham, all the tracks ended up being your mile and a half D shaped yeah. where the driver could just get out there, hold the pedal down and ride it out.
0: Arrow package, the guy out front had a clear advantage and you just, checked out mm-hmm. and that was racing. I, I didn't enjoy. I mean, as much as I love going to, to Charlotte, which is a mile and a half D it's, it's not, it's not that cookie cutter D track they were building. You know, it's a little, it's a little different at each end, you know, it's older plus they run the long race there. So you have that uniqueness, Yeah, but I think, I think at heart, I'd rather go to Bristol or Richmond any day. Or even Martinsville. I've never been bacon, but I'd like to.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I went to Bristol one time. Uh, We went to that bus trip to Richmond. It was fun. Long day, though. Long day.
0: Yeah, Richmond was a lot of fun. And yeah, you're right. That that was a bit of a stretch for a day trip.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know why I got out of it. I don't know if it was just life changes because that's kind of the other thing kind of life changed
0: yeah for me i think that's a big part of it i mean you know my son bryce was born in 2008 so you know that's right after we moved to charlotte that was probably a big contributor to some of that because a lot of my hobbies went away except for motorcycles
1: Mm -hmm. agree
0: so yeah a little bit of lifestyle you know, plus the sport was trying to change a little bit, and I don't know. I don't know what they're doing now. We have to get Kenny on at some point and fill us in with the the modern way.
1: Yeah, we should do that. Maybe that's the next spoken wheel. Talked about spoken wheel auto racing. Get Kenny on talk about auto racing and some other stuff. I mean, we also, you know, we enjoy the Rolex the endurance racing. I think that's a lot more. Yes, Fun now to that, watch. I think that's a little more, you know, you got a 24 hours, and yeah, it might be a long night, but that's a little more challenging, I think. Yeah, I've really got into that over the last, probably
0: seriously for the last three or four years, but it's probably been longer than that. I think a couple years after I stopped watching NASCAR, I started picking up what was then... Gosh, what was it then? The United Sports Car Series? No, that was short term. What was it before that? Because hmm. it's WeatherTech now.
1: It was IMS. It was, wasn't it ISMA?
0: Well, IMS is the organization, but it was, I think they split. And then when they merged, not split, I'm sorry, they were two separate series. And then when they merged, I think that's when they became the the Tudor, Tudor was a, was a watch brand, hmm. United Sports Car Series. I think that's when they. I can't remember the name of the, the the two different series, but they had the IMSA series and they had the Daytona series, and then those two merged together. And I think that's when I really started getting into it. At that point,
1: Dangerous Dave says SCCA.
0: No, that's still around. SCCA is still around. But anyway, it's not it's not important at the moment. But just something about those types of cars because they run they run the spectrum of. You have your lowest level GT cars, which are quite—I don't want to say production cars, but they're very closely based mm-hmm. to the production cars. You know, then you have your GT Pro, which is still based on a production car, but it's highly modified for you know pro level competition. And then you get up to your prototype series, which is kind of like what we talked about with MotoGP. You know, it's the it's the best it's the best imaginative thinking of four wheels and an engine on the track. Right. So crazy arrow, you know, big power, you know, more tech and exotic powertrains, you know, especially in not so much at the IMSA series, but in the, the WEC, you know, they've got the hybrid cars and things like that. So you've got the spectrum, you know, which is you got the cars from very close to production all the way up to exotic which and they all race together which is another thing i like four different classes all on the track at the same time you've got the speed differential to watch out for racing within your class plus racing for the overall it's Mm
1: -hmm. i like it i agree
0: plus it runs for 24 hours so you can watch some take a break (laughs) come back and watch it sleep for a few hours watch some more racing
1: well it goes back to the fact that you do it at the beginning of the race it makes a difference at the end of the race. You know, you can't go out there and tear it up for the first, you know, whatever, and expect right. something to happen. And then at the end, have a flag come out because debris, because I mean, at that point you could be three laps down. So they don't, there's no sense. So, yeah, but they've been some close races over the last couple of years. I think, I think they've had some close ones. Um, Unfortunately NASCAR has taken over that series in the back end or purchased them, I think. Am I correct?
0: Well, yeah, the the group that runs it is is essentially I don't know the exact ties. It's it's not NASCAR officially, but it is the Daytona sports group that runs that. Okay. So there's there's definitely NASCAR influence now. And and you can see some of that. I don't I don't think they've I don't think they're trying to paint it with a NASCAR brush, but you can see a little bit of that influence creeping in. I've, I've definitely heard some uh, older fans grousing about that over the last couple of years, but I, th- I think it's still a good product, so I don't think they've they've meddled with it too much.
1: Yeah, that's good. I hope they don't. All right.
0: So any, anything else that led to the decline? And I, I think the takeaway there is you've got to have a good product. You know, your fans are only going to, they're only gonna eat your crap for so long. You know, and if you keep ruining the product, people will just disappear.
1: Um you know, you know I think the the bigger thing is is that it's gotten commercialized as well. I think yep. that's the other big thing. And not trying to big new bring news, but you know, they now they're talking about the silly season, and I think uh Kirk Bush is leaving Stuart Haas Racing to go for Chip Ganassi racing.
0: Uh Silly season, early and often.
1: I mean, it's just like, why? I mean... Why it just do? wrapped up about a month ago, right? Oh, yeah. Not
0: even a month ago. Right.
1: So, I don't know. Don't get it. It's probably about money. Well, I,
0: and you, it's funny. You mentioned the the corporate influence or the commercialism. So you have to beg the question, which came first? Was it... Did the money make the changes or were the changes that were created increase the price that brought the commercialism in you know what i mean it's like who who's at fault there it just became very very expensive to compete
1: yeah it came very big to put your name on a car to run it and then the same thing you can go with i mean you know that they're filling up stands in the past you know same way we talked about daytona daytona used to fill up the front stretch and back stretch and then all of a sudden they closed down the backstretch for the 4th of July. Now they've tore down the backstretch. Right. <laughs> so now they have cool. less. And same thing with Charlotte. I mean, I remember going back to Charlotte. It was a bear to get out of there. Now you can pretty much walk in and out of the place.
0: Well, they don't have backstretch seating anymore either. So
1: there you go. So cost, put a, travel. Put a big TV back there. Yeah, so cost, travel. So
0: yeah, and i I had put in the show notes before we started recording that it was sort of death by a thousand cuts. You know, there was all, there was just a whole series of little things that you didn't like. Then you mix in some life changes and off it went really, yeah. no, really no love loss when I stopped
1: watching. Yeah. I don't miss it. Hate to be that way. So now we'll focus on motorcycle racing. <laughs> I'll try to. So it's our next big topic we want to cover.
0: Well, another topic related to the spoken wheel, which we didn't talk about a lot in terms of racing, but I think this article sort of aligns with that. And this is that um, there are more women riding motorcycles today than there has been. And it's up by a pretty good margin. So
1: cool to see.
0: The study, and this is actually... Our buddy over at the V-Twin blog, this is Larry Marshall. We talked about him a couple episodes ago. So I I will tell people if you don't read the V-Twin blog, you should. But also subscribe because you'll get emails when he drops a new article, which is how I found this one. (laughs) Cool. So this is from the Motorcycle Industry Council. They released a survey and they say now the percentage of women motorcycle owners is now 19%. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Hey, it up there.
0: Up from 10% just
1: 10 years ago. And the cool thing, talking about racing, you know, in in flat track is, uh, what's her name? Uh,
0: is it Shannon? Yeah. Te- texter? Texter? I'd have to look it up. Yeah.
1: I mean, she's, I mean, she's out there. She was last year, I think, up in the... I know when she was in the singles. When I watched the first year, when I watched here two, two years ago, she was tearing it up in the singles, and I think she went up to the bigger boys. So it's cool to see. I mean, that's a cool following to have.
0: Yep. Yeah, I thought that was neat. And There were some other good, interesting tidbits in the article about um, how the of the owner surveys. This was information was gathered by an owner survey that um, the typical woman owner tends to spend a little more money per year. On tires, maintenance, and accessories. Things like that. The increase was even larger amongst younger females. So that's good. Got to get the younger people to ride or there's not much of a future.
1: Yeah, and in fact, when I took the Sprinter class, there was actually one, two, three females in there. I was six. So it was 50-50. Nice. When was this recently? Uh, It was weekends ago
0: that was the basic course right yes are you going to tell us about your advanced course later if you would like to hear about it oh let's see that teaser teaser (laughs) so I just thought that was neat and that's another you know people in the industry have been looking for ways to get younger people and women to ride so it looks like some of that is actually paying off yes cool to see
1: it is. It's good to see. And you know, I ride with the group I ride with. There's um, two female riders, and then a passenger. So, in fact, I think nice. no, I got another one because another one I know. no, nope, got two more. So, there's a that. five, six. Yeah. So it's about three. It's the main group, probably about yeah, I'd say about a third are females. Okay. So, and as usual, we'll
0: have a link to that in our show notes if you want to read the rest of the juicy details. All right, Johnny John, I have yes another piece of feedback. This one is directly racing related. Okay, let's go. So, I got a feedback email from Floyd Finch. He was listening to the Spoken Wheel. He wanted to share his opinion on American flat track racing. Okay, and this is in the form of a blog post that he did. Of course, we'll have that in our show notes again, which can be found where, John? At loudpipes.net/slash slash 144. Oh, good man. Good man. So I, th- I think I saw this article before, but it was, it was a good reminder. And I believe his handle is called Motocyco, if I'm saying that right. So his blog is Motocyco Asylum Crazy About Motorcycles. This is a post from June 30th of this year, 2018, and he says, Dear American Flat Track, I dare you <laughs> to let someone pull a 1980s vintage Honda RS750 out of the mothballs, remove the restrictor plates, and re- let it run mano a mano against the Indians. Check this thing out, John. Look at that. Yeah. Cool. The Honda RS750 flat tracker. That is one bad-looking machine. Why Why can't they do it? Well, this is from the 80s, first of all, but okay. that would be cool. Why can't you put it in there? I don't know. I don't know if there's a restriction on year.
1: That's my question.
0: Let's but the good thing about the article, though, is he does get into the philosophy difference that you and I talked about Many times, and we talked about again on the spoken wheel, which is there was that shift to allow production based bikes to enter at the time when Harley was kicking butt with their highly modified um, XR 750s. So that sort of got Harley to move over to run their XG, but (laughs) Indian did a pivot and came in with their purpose built. Bike and of course putting the SmackDown. So it was just neat to read that they basically did the same thing to Honda in the 80s that they're doing to Indian now, which is slowing them down. Well, thought influence. Yeah. And he's of the same opinion as Sean, where he thought that, you know, you should make your slower bikes faster and not try to slow down the fast bikes. And I agree. That's pretty neat. I didn't. I didn't know that MotoGP did that, and that was a neat thing to hear last week. Yeah. Different philosophy, different way to do it. Yes, indeed. So I'd love to see one of these. I wonder if they have one of these at Barber. What do you think? Searching. Searching. (laughs) John's on the board tonight. (laughs) There you go, buddy. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. So thanks Floyd for that. I appreciate it. Great article.
1: Yes it was. Very interesting. Never knew about it. So that's pretty cool. Never knew. Never knew. All right, one more little tidbit here,
0: and that is the Moto America schedule is out for 2019.
1: Oh. Which one are you want to hit?
0: And like I said, I'm I'm going to I'm going to You going to? <laughs> I'm go- going to participate more this year.
1: So let's see, you're going to go to Road Atlanta, you're going to, to Texas, you're going to Virginia, right?
0: All right. Hold on, hold on. So April 5th through 7th, we have Rhode Atlanta. Yeah. April 12th through 14th, Austin Tejas, Circuit of the Americas. Which will be, which I'll be most likely. Well, I will be there. So that's a partner weekend with MotoGP, right? Must be. Didn't know that. That's the weekend you're going to be there, right? It's the weekend I want to be there. I would like to go, but oh, it's going to be a tough one. That's right on the heels of spring break. Well, not for me, for the kids.
1: Yeah, you don't get spring break. Uh, May
0: 4th through the 5th is the Virginia International Raceway. That's just up the road a piece
1: from John and I. Yeah, I've passed by the track.
0: Out in Virginia. I, now, that one I would really like to do. So, I'm... I'm going to say VIRs has got to be a must. I want to do that one. All right. Road Atlanta if I can. Circuit of the Americas, of course, if I'm there for Jeep, MotoGP, but that's not decided yet. Let's see. Continue on the schedule, May 31st, then they head to Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Definitely a little far away for me. A little bit. June 15th takes you to Utah Motorsports Campus in Grantsville, Utah, and I believe that was recently sold. And well, you can web search that while I continue. A little far for you. A little far, but we know some people out there. July 12th, will take them to the WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in beautiful Bonaree, California. Is your cousin Tom going to go? Uh, probably not. He should go check it out. Because then, in August 10th, they come back to Sonoma. August 23rd, Pittsburgh. September 7th, New Jersey Motorsports Park, up by our one and only Old Man Slacker. And September 20th through the 22nd, guess where they finish, John? Get your coin ready. (laughs) Barber Motorsports Park. (laughs) So, that's cool. It's a nice schedule for the
1: year. 10 rounds. Uh, yes, the uh, Utah Motorsports Sports Campus was sold in September.
0: I thought I read that somewhere. Very cool. You going to go with me to VIR? Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. The sale price was $18.55 million. Nice. How many acres? Mm, 511. Wow, that's big. Yeah. That's a nice big piece of land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear
1: that, man. Hey, I hear that. Mm. So, so, so you know, you could go from your house. Yes. We could go to... And then go to AIM. Wait, where
0: is AIM this year? Columbus, Ohio. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you looking at the map? No. From, sh- wait, from Charlotte to Birmingham. Yeah. Then to Ohio is not exactly on the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe the way you ride it is. <laughs> you do a big loop. <laughs> on the way. <laughs> uh, I can hear people now shaking their head on a live stream going, ay, ay, ay.
1: John's driving Ryan again.
0: I think that's the show title. Charlotte to what is it? Charlotte to Birmingham and Ohio's on the way. Uh, uh, or
1: just
0: or it, just Ohio's on the way. Oh,
1: Dangerous Dave, you left us, buddy. Then we could swing by and see Dangerous Dave. All right, and Bacon says, stop <laughs> overdoing stuff, John. Well, fine, bacon. Fun. can't we
0: can't we just make it one trip does that have to be like four trips
1: well, oh well you have to when you go on in a trip rich you have to get you all on one big trip because you know you, you, your trips are far and in between so i know. try to get you out there for the big ones you know to, to, to make them the best that I possibly can make for you
0: i know once you get out of the house you got to get it all in all right johnny john you have yeah, anything but- else to add to the
1: Spoken Wheel from last week? No, I think it was a good show. It was awesome. So
0: That's right. And we want to thank our uh, participants again. And we also want to take a moment and thank some other people. And that would be those who continue to make our show possible. And let's do that by thanking the writers of Loud Pipes for their continued support. Johnny John, are you ready? Yeah, man. Fire away.
1: Fire, fire, fire.
0: All right. Now, when this is done... When I say check out all we have to offer, you got to hit the new topic clip. All right. You ready? You got it? it queued
1: up? Yeah, I got it queued up. Got the mouse over it. All right. Thank you. First five riders,
0: Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Brother Zion. Thank you. Slack Pack would be Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, and Squatchity Pete. Barbershop would be Chad, Steven, and Jacob. Then we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, James, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, Sean, and Tony. That makes up the riders group. Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Jared and Kale rounds out the insiders. You too can become a member of this group. It's very easy. Head over to loudpipes.net slash donate and check out all that we have to offer.
1: (laughs) Did I do it? Did I do it? It, 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 it.
0: John, John, we're putting you on the spot now, buddy. Uh-oh.
1: Well, what did I do? What didn't I do?
0: More feedback. More feedback.
1: More feedback. Okay, what have we got? What have we got? What have we
0: got? Yeah. And I need to mention that again. We did find out there was a little problem with our contact page on our website on our new, new, fancy, shiny website. Mm. And that has been corrected. So, what was the problem? it was easier,
1: wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Oh.
0: Okay. But anyway, if you've tried sending us feedback, I would almost want to say ever on the new site, then we probably didn't get it. So apologize for that. And if you want to send it back again, have at it. Or you can always email us. And that's just feedback at rdubstudios.com is another way to do it. All right. Sorry, John. Your topic. What do we got? Mr. Jeremy Hinton on Facebook says, Hi, guys. Great podcast. Keep up the good work. We will certainly try. Two questions for you, Johnny John.
1: Number
0: one, did you consider a trike before you got your spider? Yes. Oh, we'll come back to that. I didn't know that. And can you see yourself on two wheels in the future? I'd be interested to hear that on a future podcast. So, Jeremy? Here goes. What would you like me to answer first? You considered a trike before you got the spider? I didn't know that.
1: I wouldn't say I considered a trike. I would say I looked at them and to see how they compared and if it would be something I'd want. But still, I didn't didn't know you even had an interest
0: in a traditional trike. Is that what you'd call it?
1: Yeah. It's one of those things of not just going out there and saying, oh, hey. Is it the best thing? I mean, I did reviews and I looked at it. I mean, the Sparta was probably number one, but would it be considered up there? Yeah, I would, you know, isn't three-wheel vehicle and would I want one? And, you know, the research I did, it was like, no, because... It's not the same, yeah. It's not the same. You don't have all the safety features. You don't have all the performance you have that the Sparta can do. So I feel like Sparta which, can out to a trike. Which brands did you look at? I mean Harley. I mean you could look at the Harley. I mean Oh, there it is. You heard it here, folks. John considered a Harley. But when you looked at the price tag of thirty thousand dollars.
0: Oh, forget it. Yeah, for the for the giant touring ones, yeah.
1: I mean, that's, you know, the thing. I mean, It's a lot of money. And then I think looking at what I have done, ridden, and how the Spider responds and gets along and what you can do with it, a Harley truck would never be able to do it. I don't think you could.
0: Have you looked at the freewheeler?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. It's around 25.
0: Oh, still that much? Yeah. I thought it was like just 20.
1: No. But as you know, look at it a trike is a harley trike is taking the motorcycle redesign it so it has the rear wheels it's technically still a motorcycle a spider is designed to do what it's doing right designed to be a tri- built that way oh john
0: <laughs> the freewheeler starts at twenty eight thousand.
1: Well, see there you go oh forget that i mean
0: Mm, 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 mm. You have to try one someday, though.
1: I've if wanted, for, to. if
0: for nothing else, the video will be fantastic.
1: I've wanted to. I've when I'd gone to demo days, I just never did it, or they don't have one, or I didn't try to get one. So yeah, I've I've never seen one at a demo day ever, and they should. They need. I've to actually, do it.
0: I've only ever seen one freewheeler on the road.
1: I've seen a few. I've seen some Gold Wings. Gold Wing trikes I've seen, but
0: those are, well, I guess here here again, this is the difference. Those would be aftermarket kits. You wouldn't be buying that from Honda. Right.
1: And by the time you get done with that, you're almost up to 60000 Oh, forget it. <laughs>
0: get a Corvette.
1: <laughs> I think that's what it is. Uh, I think the conversion <laughs> kit is like ten to $20,000. So maybe it's forty. So let's say you got the the Goldwing at twenty five, another ten to twenty, so you're up to thirty to thirty five to forty five. Mm mm So I mean, it's a good chunk of money. Yeah, that's big money. Yep.
0: All right. Now the second part, and I think we've we've done this a couple times. Can you see yourself on two wheels? Now take Natalie's opinion off for a second. <laughs> Do you see yourself on two wheels?
1: Now. No? We're not gonna do it. I don't think so. I'm too comfortable on the spider that How about a dirt bike? Maybe. I'll let you start. I'll go there. It's the fact that I've realized that if I go to two wheels, I have to start from zero. I have to think of that mindset of going to zero, right? Of, I can't go like I can on a spider because right. of the different riding, the different leaning, the, you know, it's going. To, it's different. And I'm going to know that I want, because it's been on a spider, that I want to do this. And I'm going to get on the, I'm afraid I'm going to get on the two wheels. And I think I'm going to be too aggressive. And I'm going to wreck. So,
0: so, well, like you said, you you yes. are kind of starting over. You would learn again and work your way up just like you did with the spider. So,
1: there's my input. Okay.
0: Can, can I ask a part B to that? Go ahead. If you did get into two wheels, where do you think you would start? I would. this will dovetail into our spend my money. It's
1: I like, would start, that I think is very smart for anybody to start on a... Low CC, you know, a 300 bike. An R3, the CBR 300, a Ninja 400 is my thinking where you should start. Okay. to Start out small. Start out something nimble, something easy. If you drop think, it, you're not going to... I think the to- key is light. I, I think the engine
0: almost doesn't matter as much. It's just light.
1: Yeah. And you I- don't want to have
0: to worry about the weight.
1: And I initial. know people call it out and say not, but when I took the class, the Street Five Hundred was not a bad bike by Harley. It's just the fact, and it goes with all the bikes in the in the entry level class. And they sit there in class and said it is that you're going to get the, the Five Hundred in six months. You're going to be there trading it in because it's your revolve it. So they say go with the Seven Fifty, right? which okay. I can understand. So that is my opinion. I think you should start small, something that's not very powerful because as we say, you say to me, said to me, and I've adopted, is that the interstate is the, is one of the safest places because everybody's going in the same direction. But that's the fear you got to get across and you're going to be on side roads because you're going to feel yeah. more comfortable. So we on those side roads you know, you're not gonna go on the interstate because you don't need something powerful. So you want something small, light, and get around town.
0: And I think I think it's gotta fit as well. Like, you know, if you're very tall, it can't be you're not gonna be riding a, a Ninja four hundred. You know, and if you have a short inseam, you're probably not hopping on a KLR six fifty.
1: Yeah, that's that's my problem. I have a short inseam. Right. And I have this thing that I want both my feet to be able to touch. Cool. So I learned something today, man. Hot dog. All right. I'm glad I could help you out.
0: (laughs) All right. Now we have to do something that I first have to apologize to Tony T. We've been kicking this down the the street for too long, way too long. And that is, we don't have a sound effect. Do we spend my money? Do we have anything? Coins, maybe double coins. (laughs) That might work. (laughs) There we go. So, Tony T... Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Tony T is in the riders group, riders of loud pipes group, that is. He has an FXR, which is a sweet ride. But he says, for all practical purposes, he's a new rider. So... The FXR is still over 500 pounds, 1,340 cc's. So maybe not the best beginner's bike. And Tony sent us some additional criteria. And this was a tough one, I have to say. The last, the price really hurt me on this one. (laughs) So any style, so any style you want, he is not partial to any. 650cc max. That was also another tough one. Lightweight and upright ergos. So that meshes a little bit with any style, but let's go with it for now. Um, no forward controls. Hates some forward controls. So I have to agree with stay him. Stay away from those.
1: Oh, hang on. Real quick. It's interesting. I can do it on a Sparta, but I don't think I can do it on a bike. I cannot get on your bike. I've sat on your Harley. I cannot deal with those four controls. <laughs> it scares the living piss out of me.
0: He also says no vintage. He has some time to ride or wrench, not both. Well said. He would like it to be reliable. And price tag four K max. four thousand dollars all you got to spend, Johnny. And one more thing. He's not super tall, so a lowish. Seat height would be appreciated. It rains a lot here in the Pacific Northwest. It would be great to have something that could do it safely. Um, and he goes on to say, at this point, it sounds a bit picky for the money. And tell Rico, no effing scooters, <laughs> which is good because Rico was tied up tonight. <laughs> All right. I have three good ones. So I don't know if you want to go first. You want me to throw one out? We can debate it. What do you think?
1: How about you throw one? Debate it. I throw one. We can debate it. Go back and forth. How's that sound?
0: Okay. I'm going to save my best for last. Alright. Let's go. The first one tugs at my heart. The second one is the practical choice. And the third one, I think, is probably what he should buy. So okay. I'll end on that one. The first one tugs at my heart. I found him a 2008. Kawasaki KLR 650 in Loveland, Colorado has 14,000 miles on it, and they're asking $3,799 from Tri City Cycle. And I say this is a good bike for what he's talking about, except for the height. I'll get to that in a second. The, the engine is competent enough to do highway riding, but it's not going to get you in trouble. You know, it's a torquey engine, but it's not super powerful it's reliable easy to work on you could break down at any corner of the globe and some guy will probably have a box of parts for this that you could find (laughs) so i think it meets the reliability it meets the price it's upright ergos it's good for the pacific northwest you can get a little off-road with it you can put bags on these things fantastic bike now the only challenge is it is tall I mean, I could flat foot it. Rico couldn't, you know, on mine and a lot of people don't. I know Zion bought mine and he ended up lowering it, which is exactly what you would do. You just get a longer set of the dog bones for the suspension, lower the bike in the back. You can push the forks up in the, in the clamps, the triple trees, and you can bring the bike down and you can manage to ride it. So tugging at my heart, that would be my pick. Hmm. It's not exactly close to him, but at least it's on the right side of the country, Colorado. Wow.
1: I I think it's too tall of a bike. If you got a short inseam, because I've sat on a thing, and it's as a new rider, I think you'd be kind of. But you pushing. can
0: lower it, and you can grow into this bike. You could ride this bike for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got the reliability. I do agree with you—the reliability of that motor. But I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna run and do a lot of highway riding with it. Interstate riding, I mean, but being in the Pacific Northwest, I guarantee there's a bunch of trails that he could go on the far roads and tear it up. So, yeah. Not a bad pick, huh? Not a bad pick. And it fits the price. It fits the price.
0: And just, this one's in Colorado. You can find them all over the country for that much money all day long. Just so sad they're not going to make them anymore. Yeah.
1: All right. Are you ready for mine? Yes, sir. My first one. So I picked him out something that I think is a kind of a cool bike to see. And I actually know somebody that's a new rider that started on this bike. They did pretty well on it. Got rid of it. But it was a fun bike. Pretty cool to see. Okay. I found him. Oh, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. I found him. in 2006. Yo blast.
0: Nice. Well, okay. That doesn't have a lot
1: of power, though. Okay. Okay. I can tell you the bike will do 90 miles an hour. Okay. Okay. I can tell you that. I've seen somebody do it. Where is it? Do you have a link? Yeah. It's in San Antonio, Texas. So it's a 06 with 5,000 miles on it for 24, or 2490. Hmm. So
0: he's going to need the other $1,600 to ship it home. Well. <laughs> or go down there and ride at home.
1: Yeah. I mean, you didn't tell me I had to put it, you know, in. No, that's fine. I'm just saying it's. You didn't tell me I had to have it in the same area. You just told me. You go just got to get it home. That's all. You just told me to go find a bike. Right? Okay. Okay. Settle you down. You didn't give me the criteria. It had to be in, a, in the backdoor neighborhood. So that's that's love- my point, and and I had um, Sid that or Jason that worked on helped out your bike. His wife started on a Buell Blast. Okay, got it for like, oh seven hundred bucks. Had to do some work to it. And she beat the crap out of this thing, <laughs> and she went to the mountains with us, and she rode that thing. I mean, she would hit those gears, and you'd hear her kicking those gears up and down. I mean, it was winding. I mean, she would, no, I wouldn't say whining, but I mean, she beat out of it and it handled it no problem. It was loud, too. I like, I like Mr. Anderson's pick
0: (laughs) BMW's HP4 race. It only weighs 377 pounds
1: (laughs) (laughs) and 215 horsepower.
0: And the sticky bit is that $80,000 price tag, but you know, who's, who's counting?
1: Oh, yeah, who's counting? All right. So there's my, there's my pick, Mr. Warfield.
0: My first one. Okay. My second pick. Okay. Now, this is a practicality pick. Um, This one is not going to give you any off-road, but it is upright ergos. It's light. It's reliable. Okay. It's under the CC. Mm -hmm. It's within the price. Mm -hmm. And it's brand new. Okay. For $3,799 in Mount Vernon, Washington. It's funny. It says twenty three hundred fifteen miles from me. Wow! You can get a twenty seventeen Honda CB three hundred F with ABS. That's a good starter bike. That is a nice one. This is an upright CB. It's not. Uh, it's not fully fared. Three hundred CC. I think this one fits the bill. And like I said, it's brand new. Thirty seven ninety nine plus. I think the destination charge is three hundred thirty bucks, so ah, eh, you know, I'll be ten dollars over.
1: That's that's a reasonable bike to go get. You Can see that. Yep. Well, only issue is is if it hits interstate, it could be a little could be a little taxing on that three hundred. Yep,
0: and it's actually two hundred and eighty six CCs technically. Man. So it's not even 300.
1: And I, and I know a lot of people, like I said, I've ridden a lot of people that have to start out with the little 300s and stuff, and they've done, they did good with them. So.
0: Yep. So yeah, that's my second pick. Like I said, this is a practical one. There's, you know, if you want, if you're staying, you know, on the tarmac, so to speak, and you have no intention of getting in the dirt, this will be fine little bike.
1: All right. Hmm. Hmm. So- See, I got, I got a couple more here, and I'm trying to figure out which one I should go with. Hmm. Save your,
0: save your big bullet for last, because I've got the winner. I don't know about that.
1: I don't know about that. I think I got the winner. So we'll go with this. One. Oh no, no, no! I'll go, with, I'll go with that. one. I'll, I'll up your. I'll see your CB and raise you a, Ninja Four Hundred. New, used, 2018.
0: All right, I got to hear this.
1: 2018 Ninja 400 for $3,988. So it'll be a tick over four with the fees and such. Well, I... I... But he will have to take a little ride, though. <laughs> oh, no, where is it? <laughs> He's got to come all the way down to Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, dear. So, but I think your R3 might be a better bet because it did have ABS. This I don't think has ABS. So. That's what I like about the that CB
0: is it does have ABS, so that was cool.
1: Yeah, so the Ninja came out with a new one. It's more upright. It's kind of got your sport one. Still would have issues if he's hitting the highway. You know, kind of one of those, you know, mm, kind of could have a thing. But, you know, the 400 is a brand-new motor that they came out with this past year in 2018, because so, they stopped making the Ninja 300. They upped it to a 400. So. Okay.
0: All right, man. Are you ready for the winner?
1: Give me the winner. but I don't this think is, you got the winner.
0: This is the winner. So let's remember Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just keep that in mind. Uh-huh. Lightweight, uh-huh. upright er, upright ergos, mm-hmm. 650cc max, right? Uh-huh. This is used. It's 2011. Now, the price is right at $4,000. It's in Anaheim, California. It has a 650cc engine, 4,700 miles. It's a sport touring motorcycle. There are some aftermarket upgrades. There's a skid plate installed, brand new. It has aftermarket exhaust. It has the shop manual. An aftermath windshield, i.e. tall and wide. Suffolk Northwest. It already has a tank bag. It has side cases. And it has the top case. And a new battery. Mm-hmm. This bike has anti-lock brakes. It is the Suzuki B-Strom 650 Adventure. Mm. I rest my case. (laughs) Link in the show notes if you want to see the pictures. It even has crash bars on the side. $4,000. Boom. All
1: right,
0: what you got? Or First of all, do you, you want to knock this down a notch? Anything about it you don't like? This is a twin, too. 650 twin. Mm, mm, mm. Put a can on that thing.
1: Sweet music. Well, I actually know a guy that actually traded in and got one. And he likes it. That's a big windshield on this thing, too. It's not very peppy. Won't get you in trouble. It goes. So... I think This one ticks all the boxes. I I think it's a pretty good deal. We'll see.
0: And... You know it's an ugly bike, as most of the sport touring bikes are. But he's got the bad boy FXR when he wants to do his thing. Well, that's true. All
1: right, all right. I I, I want to get you. I'm going to sit back, get comfortable. I want to get you one that I think would work really well. Here we go. A 2013. 2013. Going to stay in the Kawasaki line.
0: Okay. Going
1: to go with another Ninja.
0: Oh, wait, before you do that, so Bacon and Kenny are still on the stream. If you guys want to throw in a pick, let us know. All right, go ahead, John.
1: So, it's still in the ninja line, but we're going to go up to the 650R for $3,980. Dollars.
0: Mm, is that fully fared? Yes. All right, send me a link. I got to see it. You're not the winner, by the way, but let me see it.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, I'm not the winner. Why? Why? You
0: can't take it off-road. It doesn't have the same amount of wind protection. <sighs> that's not upright ergos. He didn't ask for up. Yes, it is. I thought that that's this is not a super sport. Okay. It's not a super sport. It's not a...
1: Nope. In fact, it's his wife.
0: <clears throat> oh, I see. <clears throat> yeah, went from the
1: Buell to the 650R. And it's awesome bike. <clears throat>
0: That's a pretty good pick. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going right. to give it to you. All right.
1: Now now, now, I have one more that's going to go a little farther than that.
0: Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna, I mean, so the nice thing I like about this is the 650, and this is a parallel twin. This says it has two brothers racing exhaust, dual LED lights, sliders, removable storage rack, new chain, new tires, new battery, recent oil change.
1: Nice. 39.80. Where is it? Oh, Vegas. Vegas. little hop in a sketch down there with him. All right. He, he can tag up with big old Roger, and they can take a little ride down to Vegas and do a little gambling and pick up the bike and go home.
0: But this is not going to be as upright as the V-Strom.
1: That is correct, but you could get risers that put you up higher. You
0: could, but... All right. I don't take Tony for a sport bike guy, but...
1: Hey, all right, all right. Go ahead. I'll give you one more that I came up with. That means you have four, by the way. Well, technically I had five. What? <laughs> <laughs> How much beard do I have? So so I got the next one for you. Came up with another bike that... You know, this one's pretty cool. And Is this with-
0: episode sponsored by Cycle Trader? <laughs> Because all the pics are from them.
1: (laughs) Well, I went shopping. I had to do something here. I had 30 minutes to whip this out tonight, okay? I'm sorry. For all of your used and new bike needs, please visit cycletrader.com. All right. So I came up with a 2008 Suzuki GSX 650F. Mm, Let me see that. So, it comes with hard cases, saddlebags on the back, upright riding position, got a sport touring bike. It's in Pennsylvania, so he's got to go visit Zion for that one. And only $38,
0: $37.99. So, mm, see, I think the distance kills it. Decent pick, but I think the distance kills it. Well, so I'm.
1: Hey, I'm just giving him ideas where he can go find a bike and go look for something.
0: Well, we can just have people in Facebook make comments and say who had the better pick. How about that?
1: Well, they can, but you want... Winner has to buy the beer. So the sad part is, Mr. Warfield, I did have a fifth pick. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. You're going to laugh at this one. So I think I'm going to give it to you. There you go. What did I just pick? Another B-Strom. Yep. 2015
0: with E. That's in Texas. Oh, that has a ton of miles on it, John. Forty-six thousand. The one I picked had forty-seven hundred miles on it. I know that. I was just telling you I did pick the V
1: Strom as well. So you know, you might. I'll, I'll give it to you this week. How's that? It's a fifteen, though. It's newer. Mine was an eleven. But the miles would make a difference. But you know, yours is maybe only got you know what four thousand miles. It's been sitting a lot. Bikes shouldn't sit in a garage and look like pretty queens, you know? I wonder if that's a typo. 4,700 miles. Maybe it's
0: 47,000.
1: Mm, I don't know. It's 2011? Don't know, my friend.
0: It's four years older than my bike. Well, my Harley, that is.
1: Yep, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Cool. That was fun this week, man.
1: Yeah, I think, Tony, you can go find something. That's what I would shoot out to you, my friend. Hopefully you find something. Get out there, ride, and have fun.
0: Yep. Yeah, and let us know in the clubhouse which one you you end up putting in your garage. Send me some pictures of that (laughs) V-Strom
1: when you're done. Send some pictures of that Ninja 650R.
0: Or if you end up buying the HP4 race because you hit the lottery, then I just want to see a smoky burnout.
1: All righty. Awesome. Thanks, honey. The only problem, my friend, what we got next? What have we got next? I think we're on to events, my man. We are. We're on to the events. We're on to the events
0: version of this program. You skipped a section. I did. Yeah. What did I skip?
1: Well, something about somebody's taking some class.
0: Oh, that was in a U turn. You missed it, man. Too late. Oh, all right.
1: Fine. We'll <laughs> move along. Fine, events. We'll
0: set. Nope. Set it up for the next show, because I'm, I'm supposed to go to the ADV demo day on Saturday, but Charlotte's also supposed to get snow.
1: <laughs> hey, good way to take out the ADV bike. Yeah.
0: Hey, you got your layers ready, right? So if that doesn't happen... No, I don't. So if that doesn't happen, you are taking an advanced spider riding course, are you not?
1: <laughs> I'm supposed to.
0: On the same day.
1: <laughs> no, actually, mine's on Monday and Tuesday. Oh,
0: forget it. That's not going to happen.
1: I don't know. I haven't gotten an email yet. I'm kind of hoping it get canceled. It to be that way.
0: <sighs> so this is a follow on to your beginner course because you
1: ultimately just wanted this advanced course, right? Correct. In fact, I signed up more than that was I emailed the the owner talked to him about the advanced class because advanced class is supposed to be one day and he threw back that, you know, come kind of told so I enjoyed it and everything and he kind of tossed back that he would recommend that I would so much benefit if I took the two day course so actually I'm doing a two day course so it's uh, I gotta split the cost Huh. so one day is around Burlington I think it's about 100 and I think the rub says 170 miles and then we go up to Mount Airy which is more towards the mountains yeah forget it so that's not happening. So that's on Tuesday. So I'm not sure what's happening yet. So I think I'm going to play it by ear and just pretty god. that We get an email. So will you get your money back if they cancel it? I haven't paid anything yet. So
0: it's oh, perfect. All right. So events. Let's yes, see. Yes. What you got? April 12th through the 14th. That is MotoGP in Austin. In the planning phases, I know Chad has secured the lodging. Yep, we. John is uh, still going. I have. I'm on the fence. I've I've, I've already put in my deposit for my room. Oh dang! Look at you. And I see. I just got an email that uh, was it. Pre-release tickets are available.
1: Oh, lovely! I
0: have to talk to New it? Year. Where is it? Where is it? Hold on. Uh, blah 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 blah. Popular Mechanics. Auto Week, Circuit of the Americas. Here we go. Pre-sale 2019 MotoGP Red Bull Grand Prix. Get three-day tickets, pre-sale code two wheels. That's number two wheels. Uh, Let's see. They're having that three-day cycle corral thing, which is a place to park together, sit together, ride your bikes to the track together, and sing Kumbaya. So, there you go. GP tickets are on sale. The only stop in the United States for MotoGP in Austin. What else we got, John? Let's see. MPC? We're doing that in May?
1: We are. Are you ready for
0: it? Sure. (laughs) Ready to rock, man. Ready to rock. Well, don't sound so enthused over there. Actually, I will say... Well, I'm embarrassed to say we just put out the final results show audio podcast for MPC. (laughs) So go check that out. (laughs) And we have two roundtable, not roundtable, we have two post-challenge conversations in the can. One with Ted from the Motorcycle Man. The second one was with Brother Bacon from Motor Nobodies. And we'll be getting to the rest of the teams in the next couple of weeks, I hope. Working on it. Trying to set times. June 1st is the East Coast Moto Amino meetup in Salisbury. Is that still happening? That is. All right. Still planning it. I am planning for the 2019 Loud Pipes meetup in the summertime, tentatively the weekend of July 4th. We're looking for a rough headcount. If you're interested, please let me know. And August 9th through the 12th, Johnny John's going to upstate New York dragging uh brother hogan
1: by the short hairs Anything else? No, that's I think you got most of it. There's some other trips involved. But yeah, awesome.
0: Well, thanks for hanging out, man. I'm I'm uh sorry brother hogan couldn't make it, but he had some family things to work on tonight. We understand. We do. Hopefully everything works out well for him. And I would like to again thank the riders of loud pipes for their continued support. And if you're interested in joining this group and supporting the show, we do operate on what's known as the value-for-value model. Um, Head over to loudpipes.net slash donate and simply put in the number that you feel it's worth to you. And we do the show Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as often as we can. And you can join us at loudpipes.net slash live. Mix it up in the chat room with us and other writers during the show. Had a nice little group in there this evening. Thanks, everyone, who, who participated. You can follow us on the Mixler app. That is M-I-X-L-R. You'll get notified as soon as we go live. Additional information from this episode. All right, John, cue up the uh, outro. Hey, hey, hey. From this episode, including links and images, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 144. Here you have links. To leave us feedback. Subscribe to the show, and follow us
1: on social media. Hey, we got new event. We got another event that just hot, hot came in hot out of press. All right, quick, quick, quick! March twenty
0: third, Atlanta Flat Track Race. Brother Bacon. Yep,
1: he wants to go. He wants to go. Win. Right, call him up. Johnny John. Yeah. Kickstands up. All right, let's roll. Hurry up. Hurry up. Jump on. Good night. Later. Man, I my beard. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.